0: Hey, my name is Natasha Jung, and I'm your host for the Pearls of Wisdom podcast on Cold Tea Collective, where we share stories from Asian influencers and creators. Now, if this is your first time learning about Cold Tea Collective, we are a storytelling platform for, by, and about Asian millennials. Be sure to check out our website at coldteacollective.com for other in-depth interviews and stories for us, by us. In this episode, we sit down with Chinese Canadian actor Jordan Connor, of of course Riverdale fame. We talk about his heritage, his newest web series Hospital Show, Looking for Alaska on Hulu, and of course your burning questions about Riverdale. Check it out. Hey, I'm Natasha Jung from Colte Collective, and we're sitting down with Chinese Canadian, and I understand a few more things as well, and um, which I'll tell you about a little bit later. Um, He's an actor, his name is Jordan Connor. Um, You may recognize him from the CW's Riverdale as Sweet Pea, Kevin in Hulu's Looking for Alaska, and most recently as Vince on the new weekly web series, Hospital Show. Uh, Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom Podcast. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Good, good. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, We met very briefly uh, a couple months ago at the the Vancouver Whitecaps,
1: you know, a celebrity charity match yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you were quite the
1: uh, the athlete. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like pulled my hamstring like five minutes into that game, so oh, I, was, my I was hurting the whole game. Oh no! Because okay. we, yeah, well, we had this we had this um, we had this media cup that they did for like all the media that was coming to that game mm-hmm. the day before and I like went full out for that one. So cool, I was like, and I was feeling really good and I was like scoring goals, feeling great. And then if the actual game came along and I was already just wasted, I was done. Oh
0: no, <laughs> you you were stunting for the camera. That's what you were exactly. doing, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that's you gotta give the people what they want, right? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, that's good. It's, it's good to, it's always good to see, especially home hometown folks, um, you know, giving back to their community and giving, not just in terms of like, you know, like participating in things, but really just giving back their time, right? Yeah. Um, you, um, you're originally from Calgary, is that right? Yeah, born in Calgary.
1: Yeah, born in Calgary. But uh, yeah, I moved to Vancouver and I was about two years old, so I don't really remember much of Calgary life, um, but yeah, I consider myself from Vancouver, basically been, been raised here all my life, so yeah.
0: Got it, got it. And so, growing up, did you know that you wanted to be an actor?
1: Uh, kinda, I think, like, it took, it took a little bit, I mean, I think since I was like 11, I probably, 10 or 11, I knew I wanted to be an actor. But before that, I mean, I'd watch movies and wanted to be like, I'd see movies and I wanted to be an astronaut because I saw Apollo 13 or it, uh, I mean, that's not a good movie to be an astronaut <laughs> for. Um, oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw like I'd see, I'd see any, any given Sunday or like the replacements and wanted to be a football player. And then I kind of realized as time went on that I just wanted to like pretend to be those things in a movie or something ah. like that. So, um, yeah, I think I like I probably nagged my parents a little bit when I was like 10 or 11 to be an actor. And then I started doing like the school plays and, and stuff like that.
0: What was your first school play?
1: First school play I ever did was Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Very cool. And I just played, I just played, I was, I think I was 13. And I just played like this little uh, ensemble character who had, and that the, they ended up adding a scene to cause they I, they, I guess they like liked what I was doing in, yeah. in the play. And so they added this little scene that's not in the original Guys and Dolls play. For me to just do a little something more, which was great, and then uh, from then on, I was kind of like hooked with like the acting bug.
0: Yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's one of those things where like you know we we've interviewed a, a number of actors um, over the last like year and a bit, and so um, a common theme that comes up is you know growing up, you know, did you think that being an actor was a possibility? And you know, some of them like you know very similar to you, they knew at a very young age, and then um, majority of them, I would say is they didn't think it was possible because they didn't see themselves represented in media. Um, so right. I, I don't know if you felt this the same way or... Um,
1: in ways, I mean, I it's interesting because I, I mean, I grew up in like a, for the most part of my childhood, grew up in like a s- smaller town in the suburbs of Vancouver. And um, my school's theater program, I mean, like wasn't very... They didn't have a lot of money. We did our plays in the cafeteria. That was like a, also a gym half the time. Of course. yeah. So it wasn't like an actual. It wasn't an actual theater in any sense. Um, but I think since, but I think since the first time I stepped into like the little black box theater that we had at the school, I really felt like it's kind of it was the place that I belonged. Like whether it, whether it be making a career out of it or not. Um, I felt like this is a place that I'd probably always be, whether it was a hobby, whether it was community theater, whatever it, it, it would end up being. I, I wanted to be a part of mm-hmm. that, like the acting community, the acting family that that you can kind of like make in, 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 in a theater setting anyway. Um, so I always wanted to be a part of it. I'd never really thought about how feasible, feasible it would be as a career. I never thought, wow, like one day I'll, Get to be on a TV show that's like the biggest, one of the biggest TV shows in in on the world right now, and and all those kind of things. Um, I just kind of wanted to do it because I loved it, whether Mm -hmm. or not I made money or spent money doing it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And you know, doing the work that you've done, uh, especially recently, uh, do you feel like your you know eleven year old self would be very proud of what you've accomplished so far? Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean, I
1: think my eleven year old self would definitely be like like completely shocked by, like, what I've able been able to do so far. But at the same time, my 11-year-old self, I think, would probably be like, do more, like, do better. Like, <laughs> I thought you'd be the star of a movie by now or whatever, um, you know, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure my 11-year-old self would be pretty amazed.
0: Well, that's good. Well, I mean, like, um, you know, uh, just following up on, you know, your, your 11-year-old self being, like, kind of hard on yourself, but, like, <laughs> what do you envision for yourself in terms of the things you want to accomplish in your career?
1: I mean, it's interesting, like, I... I think about that sometimes and I think like, well, what's kind of the next step or, or where do I see my career going? And it's hard to say, I mean, I really don't, I don't know what's next. I mean, it's with this career and this industry, everything's constantly up in the air. You could be out of work one day and then audition for something and two two days later, be on set as the lead in something. You know what I mean? So it's 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 so up in the air. So I don't really know. I don't necessarily know what my future has in store, but um, my goal really is to just continue to do projects. And I have so far up to this point, I feel like, and I, and I want to continue to do projects that really fit me, that aren't really um, that that just make sense to me, you know, mm-hmm. and that 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 I connect with on a deeper level, which hopefully shines through the work that I do, and other people can connect to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely, like going back to the Whitecaps thing, like I got into acting because I felt inspired by other actors um, to, 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 to become an actor. So I want to, I don't know, help other people feel inspired to do acting as well. And I think mm-hmm. overall, like if I, can, if I can do that in any sense, is inspire people to, to follow their dreams or do what they want to do, then, then I'm happy. But at the same time, it'd be awesome to win an Oscar. So I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think they're mutually exclusive,
1: right. which is the yeah, good yeah, yeah. part, right? Exactly.
0: Yes. Um, I want to understand a little bit more um, about some of your your recent work. Um, so I think um, yeah, I, I I just binged a Hospital Show. Oh, nice. A it's a quick. Show. It's a quick watch. Yeah. It really is. It's yeah. so it's so fun, so easy. But you do have to like watch pretty closely because like the the most ridiculous things happen in the show. In
1: like an instant. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, for, for those of us um, listening that have not had a chance to watch it yet, how would you describe the show and tell us about your character?
1: Yeah, so Hospital Show is a very interesting um, concept. Uh, when Adam Grayton-Reed, the director and one of the stars of the show as well, um, kind of approached me about it, he kind of explained it as it's about these kind of diluted, self-absorbed, sad, but also like lovable actors who are Um, on this television show, like this television um, drama about a medical, um, about like medicine. So it's like, it's basically um, I, Jordan, play this actor, Vince, who's an actor on this hospital show.
0: It's very meta.
1: So it's very meta. Yeah, it's all kind of convoluted, but I think the best part of it is that we get to make fun of ourselves a lot, which is really fun get. We get to make fun of like set experiences that we've actually had as actors and kind of bring those to light a little bit while in the confines of this hospital drama set. Um, So it's fun, it's a a ton of fun. And Vince is cool because he's, I mean, he's not cool. He's like maybe one of the most annoying people I've ever (laughs) met, um, watched on television. But he's, I I like him just because he's everything that like an entitled kind of self-absorbed, just really silly actor believes um is he's 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 really the stereotype of so many things but at the end of the day you kind of like him still because he's ignorant to it all as well so it's it's kind of fun but um but yeah it's great, it's a
0: great mm-hmm. Show. Mm-hmm. um so a question from a couple people on Instagram um uh there's a question from the girl tony 429 right. um, what did you enjoy most about working on the series
1: uh my favorite thing about working on the hospital show series is Probably just be, just that everyone everyone kind of knew each other already. We were all cast um, by Adam uh, based on like kind of how he knew us and stuff like that. So um, we all kind of knew each other had had similar friends and mutual friends and stuff like that. So really coming together and just getting to play and get along and and we had so much fun on that set um, that that was the best part of it was just being able to to, to play and hang out with friends. It was cool.
0: Too. Amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, how would you say, um, this is a question from M underscore Lister 16. How would you say your experience working on the hospital show might be different than other projects you've worked on?
1: Yeah, so I mean um, definitely the uh, hospital show was interesting because it was an independently funded kind of thing. So um, it wasn't backed by a studio or anything like that. We didn't have a network or anything like that. Basically Adam's goal with it, um, and still, still our goal with the show, is, is to pitch uh, an hour-long pilot to turn it into a full-length series um, and have it picked up by a streaming service or um, a network or whatever, whatever it be. Um, but so the the difference was, I mean, we shot this whole hour-long pilot thing in eight days. So it was very fast moving. So we were constantly on the fly, changing dialogue, thinking about how to put the story together in, in, in a quick time frame. Um, so that was definitely a different experience, but at the same time, it was also fun because you're you're moving so at fast, such a fast pace. You don't it doesn't give you so so much time to think and fester. So you're like you're kind of in the moment right then and there. So it's great.
0: hmm hmm And um, back to your character. A question from Lily X Stewart underscore on Instagram. A lot of underscores. I, yeah, I'll, a lot of underscores. <laughs> yeah. I because mean, apparently people have similar names. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so it's hard. Um, what is something you have in common with your character, Vince? Who you so? Uh, <laughs> Uh, lovingly described. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Um, I mean, I'm sure I have a lot of similar insecurities as Vince. I just don't wear them on my sleeve as much as <laughs> Vince does. I probably probably keep them under control a little bit more, um, where Vince Vince definitely is um, very open about his insecurities, and 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 in some ways, I guess that's a good way for him. So, um, I'd say that's maybe. One way that we're similar is we, I mean, and I'm sure many actors have the same insecurities that we all, we all do in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say probably that's one way that I relate to him.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of people asking about how you'd compare your character, or I guess getting into the role of Vince on Hospital Show compared to Sweet Pea on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can make a comparison. They just seem like very different characters. Yeah,
1: I mean, they are very different <laughs> characters. Um, uh, I think with... I think with Sweet Pea on Riverdale, um, the biggest thing for me in getting to that character was, in so, because in so many ways, Sweet Pea's different than I am in, um, in how like aggressive he is. I mean, he wants to fight everybody all the time. <laughs> um, and like the world he lives in, I mean, I've never really wor- lived in a trailer park with a bunch of bikers. Like, so that, that, that was um, definitely... Not necessarily a challenge, but it took a lot of work to kinda get into that mindset. Um, and I think but I think where I related to Sweepy the most was his sense of loyalty to his family. That was the serpents, and I could relate to that in a way. Um, loyalty, he's hardworking, he he's a leader, he cares about uh, the people that he loves. And I think that's that's where I like that was my through line thread to like connecting to that character. And with Vince, um it's kind of it was kind of the opposite of that. I mean, it was kind of seeing what what the like how far can you go with vanity? How far can you go um, with um, with self-obsession almost? And like, <laughs> not necessarily that doesn't connect to me, but like thinking about um, how, how 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 far can you go with that, but also still have fun and play with that. As well, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two two very different characters, but um, I think you play both very well, and it's oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. <laughs> it's also just nice to, like, I guess, like for me that like, I was first introduced to you as Sweet Pea, so I'm right. just like you only like until you meet you in person, you just it's kind of like you just your perception of someone is only based on that maybe one role that you've seen them in, right? right? Exactly. So yeah, yeah. just to see you be able to have. Um, you know, understand like a little bit more behind the character in Vince. That is right. that you know, it's very he's very much outspoken about his character. Whereas with Sweepy, you kind of have to like put together some like pieces right. and then um, and all that as well. So, um, so I want to transition to Riverdale because sure. uh, tons of Riverdale fans and, and including myself here. Um, how has Riverdale impacted your career?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's been hugely impactful to my career. I think that. Um, it's funny because, well, I think the day and age that we live in, especially with Netflix being worldwide and, and, and Riverdale being broadcast on that, um, that just opens up your audience of people who know you and people who watch you every week um, so broadly versus, I mean, doing shows that are just being shot and shown in Canada or America, you know what I mean? Um, so that's been a huge impact. And then also I just mean um, like going from... I mean, before I, booked, before I started working on Riverdale, I was working like four jobs. I was bartending at a, at a restaurant. I was working for like a marketing company. I was like selling cell phones at one point. Like it was, it was crazy. Like I was doing so many different things. Um, and then you go on to, and then you get an opportunity to work on a show like Riverdale and, and I've done two seasons of it so far. And to go from working all these other jobs to, 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 to live my dream and then just being able to to work as have my dream job be my work it definitely impacted my life in a huge way so i think so i'll always have to thank riverdale for that for for giving me that first platform of like opening up mm-hmm. people to seeing who i am and what i can do and 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 um and stuff like that so
0: yeah mm-hmm. i was very pleased to see a little bit more of um you know sweet pea and especially like a lot more dialogue in, in season two and you understand like oh this is like what can happen over a summer and like this right, is yeah. yeah you had a little bit of romance there um, <laughs> <laughs> um but when it, when it comes to riverdale also uh a uh, question for you is was there a favorite scene or episode that you that it in the series so far
1: yeah like? i mean um I think for I think for me, I, for some reason, all my favorite scenes that Sweepy's in is he's either like fighting somebody <laughs> or like destroying something or yelling at someone. Um, I just feel like that's it's just because I myself as a human, as a person, uh, I'm not like I'm not quick to anger. Like I I try to diffuse tension in situations immediately. But with Sweepy, he's always angry and he follows his like he's so invested in everything that he does and he follows his heart and he he he. He gets, he gets angry very easily if someone's wronged him. So it's fun to just be able to go there and, 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 um, and obviously in the safety of the like, set where there's like stunt, stuntmen and <laughs> yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. And you do rehearsals and all that kind of thing. But definitely I'd say my favorite scenes are in episode four of season two when uh, Sweepy and the serpents have the fight with the bulldogs and Archie. And Sweepy gets like punched in the face and and knocked out by Archie. Um, that was such a fun scene, just because it was my second episode that I'd ever done, and um, and uh, we were all we were all out in the middle of the night. They had all these rain towers. They had a bunch of cool motorcycles, a bunch of cool cars, and KJ and I just stepped into the middle of this brawl with the rain pouring down and we're just like eyeing each other down and then they call cut and we just burst out laughing and we're both like this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Uh, we just thought it was dope. And then um, and then other scenes that I loved was like the scene where the scene where Sweepy goes and destroys Riverdale High um, after Fangs gets shot um, from the riot. I think I, I love that scene one because I got to throw a bunch of stuff around and like smash the the trophy case with the garbage can. <laughs> but also at the same time, it it felt like a very it was a very well written scene and I think it was very necessary to show the level of, to which Sweet People go to protect his friends and family mm-hmm. um, and uh, what it means to him. So it was a good it was a good moment for the character too. So I love that scene as well.
0: hmm I gotta ask you, um were you and or played by Drew Ray Tanner, were mm-hmm. you guys like good friends before the show or?
1: No, actually we never really talked to each other or had, knew, we, we knew of each other, but we never talked to each other, had one single conversation together, yeah. but we'd seen each other in auditions constantly and it would mm-hmm. be like one day he might book something, He might, like we'd always go up against each other for the same roles and he'd book it or I'd book it or he'd book it mm-hmm. or whatever. And then um, I think he actually had gone out for the role of Sweet Pea as well. Mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, but then I think episode four came around, uh, it's like my third episode of the show. And uh, I saw his, I just saw his name on the call sheet as Fangs Fogarty. And um, I looked him up because he was, he was in the script, he was my friend. So I was like, oh, who, I wonder who's this guy that's playing this character. And I realized it was this guy that I'd been auditioning with all the time. And I was really actually excited that it was another guy from Vancouver that I had known auditioning for so long and so I, w- I, w- I just walked up to his trailer knocked on his door and was like hey man like I'm really excited to work together like um, I'm, 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 I've seen you around like I'm glad that we, we get to work together and he said similar things to me and, and then from that on we just started a friendship.
0: That's so cool. I mean yeah. it, I think that it's very clear your friendship is very clear like on screen and so it's always funny I'm like oh like did you like know each other like before? Yeah like, no like, I mean we've bond? had <laughs> yeah the great
1: thing is we've had I mean had almost two years of time to like build a friendship and um and there were so many times on set where because we felt comfortable with each other to like explore things and try new things and and um and add more to the characters we would constantly be thinking of ways to just have fun on set to have to do things that that what would yeah what would sweep and Fanny's as best friends do um, yeah and so like being able to have the time to figure that out was has been really helpful too.
0: That's so cool. Um, well, I mean, you mentioned especially being you know actors, both actors from Vancouver. Um, I can safely say that you know you know living in Vancouver, where Riverdale is is shot, um, it's not uncommon to see the cast of the cast like just around town, like out and right. about living their lives. Um, and I, I I myself can say that I, I've met most of the cast just like super randomly or like mm-hmm. you know out and about. Um, and I, I realized that there are a number of, I call them the mixed Asians of Riverdale. Um, <laughs> so like historically there's a, a, a Ross Butler the, the, who's now played, um, his role uh, of Reggie is now play, played by Charles Melton. Um, there's yourself of course, uh, Drew Ray Tanner and um, uh, the, uh, the, the character of uh, Dalton Doyle as right. well. Yep. And so um, along with <clears throat> of course many ethnically diverse actors on the show. Um, so it's great to see a lot of representation in that sense um but something that i've noticed um you know that's coming up a lot more in conversation through for cold d collective is that well recently we did a piece or an opinion piece about how sometimes there are roles um that are you know played by asian characters but the role itself you don't talk about like oh i'm you know chinese or i'm korean or i'm filipino or anything like that right which isn't necessarily a bad thing but um they just happen to be playing a person that just happens to be Asian. Um, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on having diverse actors without necessarily addressing directly their culturally diverse backgrounds?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I might have the unpopular opinion here, but I think um, if it doesn't serve the story necessarily, why bother talking about it? Honestly, I think at this point, I find it very interesting. I mean, I, I definitely see... Why the industry and why people have gone very have worked very hard to um, to make to make um, even like uh, black actors and Asian actors and Indian actors all more visible in in the film and t- television community, and it's very important because I feel like there has been over like historically there has been a lot of um, a lot of or not, not a lot of diversity in film. Um, but I think I think if it doesn't serve the story, um, I don't think it's necessary to to really um, address what ethnicity somebody is. I mean, I don't I, personally. I don't wish to play an Asian guy in a movie. I wish to play a leading guy in a movie, and I don't mm. want. I don't. I don't need or want anybody to know or care what my ethnicity is if it doesn't serve the story necessarily. Now, mm. granted, if it is a story about a Chinese immigrant who moved to Canada and. Dealing with the struggles of of coping with Canadian life versus Chinese life, or whatever have you have it be, um, then that's definitely something to address, and it's important. It's an important part of the story. But if it's an action movie where the guys, the leading guy's Asian or black or Indian or whatever, it doesn't matter to me what, what his like. I, I don't. I'm not thinking of his ethnicity. I'm just thinking about the story. And and mm-hmm. and and, and um, it's. I'm glad to see that it's not necessarily a white guy who's the lead of the movie, but I'm also more interested in the story and less interested in the person's ethnicity, I suppose.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, And, you know, kind of a a bit of a follow-up question there. Um, Do you think having a mixed Asian heritage or background was ever, um, did it ever help or like hinder hinder you even in your career?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely done a bit of both. And in in my life in general, I mean, growing up, um, mixed Asian. Like when I was very little, I looked really Asian. But as I've grown up, I don't. People don't even guess that I'm Asian anymore. Like some people think I'm Hawaiian, or yeah, a lot of people think I'm Native, and or um, or a whole variety of different things. Um, And so for me, I think growing up a little more. It was difficult because I'd be like, people would be like, wow, you're tall for an Asian guy. Or, wow, you've got, you're like, t- t- like, you don't look like a normal Asian guy. Which is people's, I guess, people's like, people's stereotypical Asian is like shorter and meek or whatever. And and I think I'd, I'd, I'd go, when I first started acting, I'd go out, my first agent would send me out for any role that, like they'd only send me out for any role that um, required like an Asian actor, like they were specifically looking for an Asian actor. And I would go into these auditions and I'd never fit in with any of the other actors there because I'm not full Chinese. I don't, I don't claim to have any like growing up in Canada my whole life. My dad was born in Canada. Who's who has the Asian background. Um, he doesn't speak Chinese. I've never really spoken Chinese. I don't have any Chinese traditions, which in a way is sad because I would like to have more, but, um, and that might be for me to find out on my own to rediscover, but I really don't feel any different from any kind of any Caucasian actor out there um, who grew up in Canada or America. So for me, um, going out for these Asian-specific roles or roles where you had to speak Japanese or Chinese or Korean or whatever, um, it's it's as foreign to me as it were to any person that didn't grow up in that culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that hurt me a little bit at the beginning, but then once I was kind of, once I got, once casting directors started to get to know me a little bit better and, and and see really who I was, that kind of stigma changed to like being seen for every kind of role, um, which helped a lot um, for my career in a lot of ways, um, just because being more ethically ambiguous, I guess open the doors to a lot more things than just being kind of pigeonholed to Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, that's a, it's always so interesting to hear. I think, um, and especially, you know, we call it living between cultures right. as well. But I mean, um, yeah, I and mean, thank you for sharing with me that, you know, you didn't really, like, grow up having, like, necessarily any connection to, like, your Chinese heritage. Right. Um, but I understand that you recently did a 23andMe. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you find out about yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to find out, like the history of your family's ethnicity and stuff and where they came from. I mean, I've got like, um, I mean, there is a lot of Chinese in there and my mother's cro- from Croatia and there's a lot of Croatian and Eastern European in there. But there's also Spanish and Greek and Italian and uh, German. And then on my dad's side, there's like Vietnamese and Thai and Indonesian and uh, Papua New Guinea is down there and Samoan is down there. And um, for a time my on my mother's side, her family, her like her great 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 grandfather or something had moved to, um, had moved to Canada or America and 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 um, and there's like Native American heritage back there. So it's like it's all over the place, um, which really I kind of when I, when I did the test I was like, well I don't know what 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 will this help? Like, will it help me define define myself more, discover more? And really it hasn't. It's just made it more confusing because I'm like, well, what do I really connect to and stuff like that? And, and but then the more I, I've thought about it, realizing that, no, I'm just I'm I was born and raised in Canada. I'm Canadian. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I, I've never I've never been a part of any of those other cultures. So um, so I'm Canadian. And, and, and in terms of my career and my and my the roles I may get or may not get. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm open to playing. A multitude of ethnicities, um, as long as as long as, and I'm I'm open to anybody playing a multitude of ethnicities as long as they look the part. Like if a if a Chinese guy is playing a Japanese guy, I'm not going to be upset about it. Um, as long as they've done their homework and they and they and they worked really hard and they are convincingly doing a good job, then like I'm I'm fine with it. Like that's what acting is. You're pretending. So. Well, oh,
0: exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you wouldn't really find, for example, anyone getting into a huff about a British actor pretending to be an Australian. Yeah, I mean, like, I just watched <laughs> that
1: movie last Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, Amelia Clark and Emma Thompson play Croatians and they have horrendous Croatian accents. Oh. <laughs> when they speak Croatian, half their Croatian doesn't make any sense. And, and they, they, it, it, like none of it seemed authentic to me in any way, not to, like, not to like speak badly about them. I think the movie was great and um, it was very fun, but at the same time, they're both British actors trying to play Eastern European, Yugoslavian characters um, and no one's huffing and puffing about that. Like, it's fine. They're, they're doing a decent enough job to pull it off for the movie and what it, what it asks for. So if, if, if a Korean guy is playing a Chinese guy or if a Korean guy who looks like a Spanish guy is playing a Mexican guy, like I'm, that's fine by me. As long as they do a good job, as long as they do a great job. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, looking for Alaska. Yes. Um, so I read up about it. I, I don't have Hulu, unfortunately. But, oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> not in Canada yet. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I was like, oh, maybe I can VPN something, but no, I just, I, yeah, I haven't through that. But, um, Can you tell us about what Looking for Alaska is about, as well as your character? Yeah,
1: so um, so Looking for Alaska is uh, a a TV series that's based on a book by John Green, who also did like A Fault in Our Stars. He wrote A Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns and Turtles All the Way Down is his latest book. Um, But Looking for Alaska was his first novel that he ever wrote. And it's kind of a bit of an uh, autobiographical Autobiographical. Uh, Autobiographical, that's the one. Story about his time, based a little bit on his time in boarding school um, when he was younger, and uh, it's basically a a story about this kid from Florida named Miles Halter, who's played by my buddy Charlie Plummer, um, uh, who leaves Florida to go to Alabama to a private school to kind of change his life, to get a new perspective on life, and there he meets this kind of wild and crazy girl named Alaska. and. and so the story is a bit about a coming, coming of age story about them two and the other characters who go to the school. Um, and uh, it's really just a really honest and heartfelt look at what it's like being a teenager and what it's like growing up, uh, which is why I really love the story. And, um, and my character is one of the um, Alabamians who goes to the school. He's, a, he's from a very wealthy family. There's a group of kids who are all from wealthy families who go to this boarding school and who got in not on their merits, but on their parents' money. And um, and uh, and they all are like athletes and a bit of like the, the antagonists to to, to, the, to miles in Alaska and stuff like that. And um, it was fun to play a character like that who was, um, who was kind of like sweepy from Riverdale, like a bit of a bit of a sort of like an antihero kind of character. Um, but from the opposite side of life, from like the very s- w- southern wealth and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a completely different, different thing to play. But mm-hmm. it was a ton of fun and the show turned out amazing and, and, and um, the reception has been great. People mm-hmm. who love the book love the show, which is all we can do. And, and John mm-hmm. Green, who wrote the book, was there uh, a ton on set kind of helping us along the way to really... To really portray his vision, how mm-hmm. he how he envisioned it, and so I think everyone was really happy with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand there's a, a bit of an underlying theme of of grief um, yeah. in the in the in the series as well. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean not to give it away too much, but I'm mean, like the opening scene of the show is um, a car accident and someone dying, and you can kind of kind of deduce early on that it's Alaska that has, has, has gotten in this terrible car accident. And so it, it flashes back after that scene to um, a, a period before when we, before we meet Alaska. And the whole story is like 100 days before, 50 days before, 20 days before, 10 days before, one day before, all leading up to the, a car accident, and then the rest of the, and the last two episodes of the series, and the last end of the book is, at, is t- titled "After," which is the aftermath of, mm-hmm. of, of her death. And so um, I think yeah, one of the most prominent parts of the show is definitely um, dealing with grief and dealing with dealing with a loss and dealing with your first loss um, and how to overcome that and 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 live with that and and how so many uh, so many of us often blame ourselves for for things that have happened um, and how how to learn how to let go of those things and kind of be at peace with what's happened and live your life kind of thing.
0: hmm um- was there a time in your life where you experienced grief to be able to help you know better understand your character or the show?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been things that have happened in my life definitely that, um, and even close close in proximity to, to the story of Looking for Alaska, that have that have helped me understand grief um, and understand life a little bit better, and that those things have definitely helped enrich um, enrich my my. Um, my ability to relate to characters and stuff like that—that mm-hmm. that are dealing with those things—for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, speaking about you know, like, big, taking a bigger perspective on life, um, you have a very exciting you know milestone coming up for you in life. You're getting married. Yeah. 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 Uh, very exciting. Um, you've been with your your fiance now for how long?
1: It's almost seven years. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah. Um, how did you pop the question? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Um. So we were. Uh I'd kind of been thinking about it for about six months, how I was going to propose to her. And, um, and uh, one of the first trips that we ever took together was to, this, to, was to Vancouver Island. And we went to the, uh, west, the furthest west coast you can go, was where Tofino is. And we loved it there. It was like our first little road trip we ever took together. So I thought that I would go there and, and propose to her. And uh, I kind of told her that I wanted to go there for my birthday to kind of like kind of like like hide everything in secrecy uh, so she didn't know and, um, and so we went for my birthday and my, I had told my dad and brother and sister beforehand and they were like, oh, we all want to be there. So they drove out a day earlier and kind of scoped out the place and I'd been talking with them and and, um, and so this one night I just thought, I'd said, oh, let's go walk down to, well, when we were in Tofino, I said, let's walk, walk down to the beach and um, take in the sunset and um, and uh, and go for a little walk and and she said yes and I was like I was like oh maybe you should wear this dress that I brought you, yeah. and she's like what <laughs> I was like maybe m- m- just dress before, or? no 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 like I brought her one from home that was hers that she had already owned oh, okay, like this okay. really nice one that I loved yeah. and she's like oh just wear this dress and uh, and I was like oh do your hair nice I might take a couple of photos for you because um, I'm a bit of a photographer as well so mm-hmm. I was like I'll take some photos of you on the beach and. And so do your hair and makeup too. Because my brother was down there and he was going to be taking engagement photos because he's a great photographer. Mm-hmm. And so we walked out to the beach and we were walking around. I took a couple pictures of her and we were just walking and I was like waiting for the sun to set a little more. <laughs> I was like, she, she was like, can we just go inside? It's like kind of cold. I was like, no, no, let's just hang outside for a little bit longer. And, um, and I was like, let's just go sit over here on this rock. And, uh, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to talk about. I was so nervous. I had this ring burning a hole in my pocket, like not knowing what to do. And so, so I was like, oh, so where do you see us in five years? And she was like, oh, for crying out loud, he's going to propose to me right now. Like, so she, was, she wasn't going to say married. So she was like, "Uh, oh, maybe we'll have a dog. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I was like, okay, go go walk out into the water. Go walk out into the water a little bit. And I'll, uh, I'll take some photos of you there. And and then she starts walking. I was like, go further, further. And I turn around and I put the camera down and I take the ring out and I walk up to her. She's like, where's the camera? And I was, I, I said, "Oh, I didn't want to take photos of you. I didn't want to go on a walk. I actually wanted to do this. And then I Aww. got down on one knee and proposed. And then, uh. and then my brother, my dad and sister come rushing out, cheering. And she was very, she was more, I think she was more shocked that I had planned like my brother and sister and dad <laughs> coming out there than the proposal. But she was very excited. And it was, she said, yes, obviously. Mm. And um yeah, it was great. We had a wonderful little trip to Tofino and Aww, got engaged.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Um it's it's really cool when you can actually get like you know other friends or family involved in the process as well. Yeah. Um, what was um, so I asked this specifically because i um, like I just like got married the early this year too, and so I like, always love hearing about proposal stories right. and such. Um, but like, how's how's the wedding planning going? And oh, <laughs> de-
1: terrible. Oh no. <laughs> no! Not terrible. It's just so stressful. I mean, like wedding planning, it's like. I mean, not necessarily event planning is not my forte, um, sure. okay. so um, it's, I mean, it's slowly happening. I mean, we're not getting married for a little bit, so we've got some time.
0: Are we invited? Um, That's my number one question, actually.
1: No. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up. Okay. I'm going to rip the band aid off. Yeah, shut it down. Okay. My, I had to ask, <laughs> though, right? I had to ask. Yeah, no, very small wedding. I think we're just, yeah. So. Um,
0: <laughs> where and when? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, just, yeah. I this just is where, like, this up. is
1: when, everyone show up. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, um yeah, so we got a little bit of time to plan good. and figure it out. Um, and we're, get, we're getting there slowly but surely. That's good. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's really sweet that you actually also wear an engagement ring. Um, yeah. Is that something that you, it Said that, oh, maybe I should too, or she suggested it to you, or um,
1: she actually, she actually, um, we, we had talked a bit about it, and I said I kind of wanted one as well. And, um,
0: like, off the market folks, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and it was kind of around the time, so it was around when I was uh, leaving to um, to Louisiana uh, to shoot looking for Alaska, and um, there's gonna be some time where we weren't gonna be necessarily together all the time, and I was really saying how much I was going to miss her and so she, she and then she pulled out this ring and I was like oh I like I can't believe she bought me this ring to like wear as an engagement ring as well and I was very excited and yeah. Love it. I haven't taken That's off since. Yeah. Preparing so, me for the wedding band.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to, you got to, you know, warm up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then. So like, are you going to stack the rings then? Or like, no, I kind of decided hand, that or? I think
1: I'm going to take this one and make it into a necklace after oh, cool. um, we get married. So yeah, get, get, uh, put the wedding band on and put this one on and make this one a necklace. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah.
0: Are you a very sentimental, romantic person? Would you say? Or? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I like when we first started dating, like I, Come by her work every day with flowers and stuff like that, trying to be all ultra romantic. So um Some yeah, might call I think you a, a sweet pea. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Oh you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, also another burning question. Will your puppy be a part of the wedding?
1: I think I don't know if our venue will allow it, but oh, we're no. probably gonna sneak her in. But okay. we want her to be Um, we want her to be the ring bearer, I think, so she'll just bring the rings on a little pillow on her back, but that's pretty ridiculous as well, so. We
0: had the same idea, but also we're not allowed dogs in the place, yeah. yeah, yeah, so (laughs) we'll
1: see, I mean, we might sneak her in, we don't know, but she'll definitely be there, be around, kicking about, so in a little dress, I think.
0: So cute, (laughs) so sweet. Well, we very much look forward to being able to congratulate you, um, on your upcoming wedding thank you very much yeah um, so just a couple more questions to wrap it up here Yeah. Um, I know a question that um, a lot of people are interested in, in hearing about just going back to Riverdale again mm-hmm. when will we see Sweet Pea again
1: yeah so I mean um, yeah so uh, with Looking for Alaska and, and Riverdale it, like you can't shoot everything all the time so you have to you have to like pick and choose when when you can do things and so looking for alaska kind of took precedent over things for a little bit because i had to go to louisiana to shoot that um and it felt like um sto- the story in, in riverdale was kind of going along fine without sweepy for a little bit um but it, the fan response has actually been quite amazing actually because like i've heard some from so many people that they want Sweetie back in the show and um and they've ha- and, and, and as of now, Riverdale has got such an intense storyline going on, um, which is actually a really great storyline that I love. And and I don't think Sweet Pea necessarily has fit into that quite yet. So I think talking to the writers and, and to Roberta the showrunner, I think kind of creating that a good moment for Sweet Pea to return, that'll be great for the fans to watch and great for the story as well. Um, is something that I look forward to. Is 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 kind of finding the right moment for Sweepy to come back in a way that's 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 cool and badass like Sweepy does. Yes, yeah.
0: that's that's we would expect nothing less. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, any other upcoming projects that you would be able to share with us about?
1: Um, nothing necessarily like solidified yet, but um, you know everything's up in the air. And like I said, like you could be not working one day and and the next day be flying wherever to work work on another job. So. Um, Nothing necessarily quite yet. I, 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 I'm I working on writing a few things oh. that uh, hopefully will turn into something, but I don't know. Um, okay. And yeah, hopefully more Serpent stuff on Riverdale for Sweet Pea. Yes. And, um, and more hospital show if we get picked up, so yeah.
0: Fingers crossed. Exactly, yeah. Um, a- you know, wishing you all the best with that. Um, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Um, before we wrap it up, I've got some fun zinger questions. All we right. call them rapid fire questions. Um,
1: lightning round questions. Lightning round. <laughs>
0: lightning round questions. Yeah, we can call it. Yeah, we can call it that. As a
1: friend's reference. Yeah. Oh.
0: Oh yeah, the lightning, yes, the lightning round. round. Oh my gosh, exactly. yes. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Friends
1: fan? Oh, huge Friends fan. Love it.
0: Okay, yeah. so if you were a Friends <laughs> character, who would you be? That's my first made up question. There. Oh man, <laughs> it's
1: very, very difficult to... I don't know. It's like... I mean, for, for the most part, everyone says that I'd probably be Ross. But yeah, so I Why? guess i be Ross. I don't know. I'm kind of nerdy. I like science and space and dinosaurs.
0: That's very um, much, yes, that yeah, would be that's very, very much a So I,
1: maybe that's the reason why, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lightning round questions with Jordan Connor. If you could play any other comic book character in the world, who would it be?
1: Uh, I'd love to play Wolverine, or there's a version of Wolverine um, who's actually called Dark Wolverine, who's Dakin, who's Wolverine's son. And he's actually, he's like half Asian, half white son of Wolverine, so if I could play him, that would be pretty sweet.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah cool. not a lot of people know about that, but yeah, he's, he has his own comic, he's part of like the Dark Avengers, wow. and so it'd be pretty sweet to play Dark Wolverine.
0: You got the hair for it. It's, right, yeah, yeah, you just put
1: it, put it in the right way, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be amazing. Wait, who would, who, is, who is the mother then, if, if the son is happy?
1: Uh, so, there's, so in uh, the origin movie of Wolverine, Um, you see Wolverine living in Japan with this woman and then, um, she gets murdered. But what happens in the comics actually is, um, she gets murdered after having a child and leaves the child with a Japanese family to be raised. But then this child is like inherently evil or something and he like kills his parents and then like, then gets mentored by this evil guy who's like against Wolverine and then, and then Dakin, like Dark Wolverine, like his whole MO is trying to find and kill Wolverine. Like his kill his father, yeah. So it's kind of a cool story.
0: I would love to see you in that character. Yeah, it would be sweet. Okay, we're totally gonna canvas (laughs) for that now. Excellent. Exactly, let's do it. (laughs) Next question Your favorite travel destination?
1: Place I've been or want to go? Both. Okay, so one of my favorite places I've ever been has been Vietnam. I love Vietnam, it's such a cool country. The people are so wonderfully nice. The food is amazing. The the, the scenery and the, like, the nature is beautiful too. So I'd say Vietnam is one of my favorite places. Ireland too, I love Ireland, I just went to Ireland. Um, and then some place I've always wanted to go would be like uh, French Polynesia. I just That place just looks so relaxing, mm. so yeah.
0: Maybe for that. your honeymoon? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> plant the seeds now, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite food?
1: My favorite food, oh, it's tough. It's like probably, Probably a toss up between sushi and um, Italian food. Yeah.
0: Well, Can't we know where I. to take you next time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which character have you played that you are most like in real life?
1: Character play that I'm most like in real life. Um, I have to say none of them. Like they're all so different from who I am, um, which is great, I guess, because I've could convincingly fooled people enough to that I'm a different person that, that they cast me. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say every character has been so different for me. I don't, I I couldn't say that one's the most like me because they've all been so so different. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Maybe maybe your next few roles will find someone that's a little bit more like you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. we'll
1: see. Yeah. Maybe
0: it's the dark Wolverine. Who knows?
1: Like yeah. <laughs> on a hunt for my father. Sorry, Dad. Ah. That's my Sorry. true self. <laughs>
0: um, a weird talent that you have.
1: A weird talent that I have. Hmm. I don't know if it's a weird talent, but. Um, Jeremy, my fiance, says I should do it way more because like nobody knows about it. But I'm like actually pretty good at drawing. Like I've like ever since I was a kid, I loved drawing. Um, so I'm like I'd say I'm a pretty good artist. Like, but I don't really share that or show that to anyone.
0: What do you draw? So, Anything, so i mean, drawing or? Yeah, mostly yeah.
1: drawing. Like sometimes I'll paint, um, but mostly sketching and like just whatever, like whatever comes to mind. Like I don't really plan it out. I'll just do it for fun. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that. And-
1: yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll just have a, like an art, i become an artist and, chop off my ear and shave my head and (laughs) be like a crazy artist. (laughs) Yeah, who knows?
0: Or you can play a character that does that. Or I'll play a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That'd be great, too. That'd be great, too.
0: Awesome. We're going to play a fun little game here called Me Versus Me.
1: Okay. So I'm
0: going to explain to you a life situation, and you need to tell me who you'd rather be in that situation. So um, your options are you're going to be either Vince, Sweet Pea, Kevin, or Jordan. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> You've got a lot of options here. Great. Um, so, who would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse? Sweepy. Who would you be in a cage match? Sweepy. <laughs> what about when changing a baby's diapers?
1: Vince, just because that'd be funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Well, at least he's got the scrubs and like... The yeah, exactly. Too, but, yeah. Like, he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, climbing Mount Everest?
1: Jordan. Yeah. yeah? I'd rather be me, yeah. Are you a hiker? Or? Yeah, I love hiking. I mean, I love, I love hiking. and um, uh, I mean, hiking is very different from, from mountain climbing up Everest. Yeah. But <laughs> um, my aunt, actually, is; she's quite, quite the hiker. She's done Kilimanjaro wow. and hiked to the top of Machu Picchu. And I think that's something very cool. So like, I'd, I'd love to do so, stuff like that in the future, yeah.
0: Amazing. And who would you rather be while building IKEA furniture?
1: So one of my many jobs I had before booking Riverdale was um, was uh, I would go to people's homes and build IKEA furniture for them. They'd go buy yeah they'd buy IKEA furniture and go and I and they'd hire like I had this little business that I did where I'd hire where I'd like people would call me and I'd go and build their IKEA furniture for them. And I also I also worked for a company for a long time where they all they ordered to their office was Ikea furniture and it was my job to build and all of that the <laughs> and one time and like, like one of the first times I like hung out with Ginger, my fiance, was she needed help building her Ikea furniture so I helped her with that <laughs> so I'd say, say I'm, I'm pretty good at building Ikea furniture yeah. <laughs> now but I wouldn't want it to be me I'd say maybe Vince can build the f- Ikea furniture or Kevin just because it'd be fun to watch them build figure out how to build Ikea furniture because I'm too good at it now.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. You (laughs) want to challenge those other characters. Yeah, challenge those
1: other characters, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's once again very meta, because you yourself are good at it, but you have to...
1: I have to pretend that I'm not... For them, yeah. for their sake, yeah.
0: Was was your um, was your your hustle of um, building IKEA furniture for other people was it was it lucrative? Were there no. a lot of people? No, like like okay. I did like
1: like maybe like I got three calls.
0: Okay. To
1: do it, it was terrible. It's awful job.
0: No, oh, I, I respect <laughs> the hustle. I respect that. And yeah. if I ever need some help, I know who to call. No, no, don't, no. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's not happening. No, no. Awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you again so much for your time today. Of course, yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well. Everyone, please be sure to check out Hospital Show on YouTube, Amazon Prime, Highball TV, and TELUS Video On Demand. And definitely we'll be keeping a closer eye on what projects you have coming up next. And um, until next time, thank you, Jordan. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our conversation with Jordan Connor. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, newsletter, and follow us on social media at Cold Tea Collective for more Pearls of Wisdom.